Welcome back to the clubhouse, everybody. It's me, Nick Hausman, joined here as I am every, usually it's Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, mm. Ennis McVeigh. Ennis, welcome back into the clubhouse. Thank you, Nick. You've got a wonderful, weird new perspective of you that I'm enjoying very much. So yeah. that was interesting for, is it just this episode or are we, are we getting a couple episodes of this? Dude, I I've, uh, I talked a little bit about it on Monday night, but yeah, I've kind of been going through like a mental breakdown here, as you know, mm. for, for about a week. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you decide to just completely abandon your routine in hopes of mm -hmm. like, burning the fields to grow new crops, you'd be shocked. <laughs> you'd be shocked at the stuff you find time for, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, uh, the, the the club, the actual clubhouse here. I'm going to show this off a little bit right now. All right, granted, right. there there Perfect. are there are some clothes that are on, but this is my beautiful vintage. Excellent. This right there. Over, I'm going to turn this fantastic on. over here. We got the couch Ooh. set up. Another backdrop, but here the the real mm. creme, creme de la creme. And if you're watching us live on the video stream, you're a clubhouse member. Thanks for tuning in. This is what it's all about. Um, over on this side, you can see I have like a, a like a coffee. The and, dream, the dream, dude, dude. I have a coffee machine. I have mm. my Jimmy. I have my Jimmy Buffett margarita maker. Right, fancy. So I have my coffee glasses mugs next to my tan Tanqueray margarita <laughs> mugs, and then right here. Mm. My, my my wonderful wife has known for some time how much I really. Oh wait, sorry. This microphone. Can, can everybody hear me? We could hear you. Yeah, yeah. We could hear you. Don't worry. Okay, got it. Sorry about that. Uh, my beautiful wife uh, Liz bought me the mini fridge that I was just showing off over Excellent. there, which now now has my spin drift. It has my poppy healthy soda and my yogurt. <laughs> Ooh. And my athletic, non-alcoholic IPA. So excellent. Yeah. I've always looked in a mini fridge, but I'm always terrified I'm just never gonna leave the room if I do get one. So I don't know. Well, that's the, I'm trying to create an actual clubhouse, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're getting there, slowly but surely. With that in mind, we have some clubhouse members watching us live today. Thank you so much for becoming Hello. a paid member. We got Christopher Zanto here. Good morning from North Carolina, North California. Another wow. beautiful day in the clubhouse. Won't you be my neighbor? God bless. God bless, Chris. From Northern California, beautiful wine country. We're reaching all across the world here. Oh, my God, yes. Uh, Chris is here and everybody else. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're not watching us live, you're watching us after we've recorded in the clubhouse. Uh, thank you for tuning in on YouTube, podcast platforms, wherever you're at. We're going to have a great show here today. Later on at the end of the show, we'll wrap up. We're going to air my interview with Julius Creed from the WWE Royal Rumble Media Junket. And then on the show, news-wise, we're going to talk about... We're actually going to talk about Billy and the CW. Wow. Is, we're finally is, getting there. Mind-blowing. <laughs> wow. We're going to watch... Uh. We're going we're gonna to talk about Billy and the CW. We got some news about him just this morning. We're going to talk about Shotzi's injury. We're going to talk about this promo The Rock did mm. on Friday night. Uh, turning heel and the hey, I didn't know that a great way to turn heel is by just crapping all over the Mormons. But you know, <laughs> turns out being a bit of a dick is a good way to be a heel. Shocking that be a dick to the to to the Mormons. You better watch out, Dwayne Johnson, because Mitt Romney, I'm pretty sure <laughs> king king of the Mormons, mm. has act has actually 
donned luchador gear and competed in a wrestling match. Did you know that? I don't think I did. No. Is this a thing? Go, I'm going to have to look this up now. After this show, <laughs> go find Mitt Romney Pro Wrestling, a charity event or whatever it was. But that Amazing. man, you'll see him in the full outfit and he does get, <laughs> he gets in the little gimmick there. So, man, does he, does he do like, does he have any special spots or anything or is it just, you know, standard okay. little things? I'd have to go back and watch it because. Mm. And I got to go back and watch it now because I want to say that he did something physically where I was like, oh, shit. I will say this looked better in the gear than I thought. And I don't know if that's what he <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's good. At least at least he fit in. I'll take that. All right. But we'll get to the rock versus the <laughs> sure. Mormons later and uh, everything else I just talked about. Um, but let's kick it off here. Lead off story today. And look, I've been out of the loop. I thought I'd be coming back to like, I've missed so much news. Really a lot of updates here uh, and, a, and a couple of news items. But this big update here comes from uh, the Cash Wheeler aggravated assault with a firearm situation. Mm. Obviously, he was arrested last year. Uh, and now he is scheduled for a uh, May 20th trial. Um, the pre-trial hearing is going to be on May 7th. He has to attend that. Uh, a conviction yep. for aggravated assault uh, with a firearm under Florida law could come up with five years of imprisonment five years of probation, a $5,000 fine. And with all of this in mind, he will be on Dynamite tonight competing alongside Dax Harwood. It's John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Now, uh, we did talk about this not too long ago, but again, it's becoming more of, it's like real. Like it's becoming yeah. a thing. How, how do you feel about this? It's strange because on one hand, like, I kind of feel like, I'm quite surprised AEW haven't really said more about this. But at the same time, I think creatively they have in a way. Because really, ever since losing the tag titles, they've kind of shied away a little bit from FTR. At least I think so. Um, yeah, oh. So I don't... For sure, I don't think... like I mean, they've been on collision and they've had little feuds, but they've, they've definitely not been as prominent as they had been. Well, and I do wonder how, how real Dax and Cash knew this situation could get, right? Because mm. the re the reports at the time when they dropped the titles to Big Bill and Ricky Starks, if I'm not mistaken, were that it was FTR's idea to do the, the title drop, right? Yeah. yeah. They were the they were the ones that pushed for it. And you know, you're in a you're in an interesting space there, right? Uh you would want to believe that you're I would like to believe that Dax and Cash are being fully transparent with AEW, right? About this whole situation. Now, whether or not AEW, uh, like Tony Khan obviously very much believes in cash, right? Whether or not, Absolutely. AEW, whether or not AEW believes this is going to escalate or not could be different than, than how cash feels about it. I do wonder if it like knowing kind of like how heavy this could get, if, if cash made the call to say, Hey, maybe I'm, I love that you were keeping me on TV and presenting me as a, rational competent adult who is just doing fake fights and certainly not pointing guns at people um <laughs> but I, I do wonder if he knew how heavy this was going to get and that's one of the reasons uh they pushed to have big bill and, and ricky stark take the titles for sure because it's like it's, it's very odd to me that there's been like no acknowledgement from the company or anything about it other than i think the only time it's really been acknowledged on programming is when the crowd chanted about it all in so I mean, right. obviously, you're not going to, like, publicly say it on the program. And you'd think they'd at least have more of a statement than their initial one if they were cooperating with authorities or something. It's it's strange considering how severe this looks to be. 
Well, and, you know, again, like, we'll find out more as time goes on, like, what's going into the decision-making process here right now that's that's going on with Tony. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't point out, like, the financial investment he has in FTR, right? Now, at a sure. time at a time when AEW, like, everybody's talking about AEW's trying to get their groove back, right? AEW's trying to find out what are the things that make us AEW? What are the things that, you know, we need to be rallying around? FTR yeah. is so synonymous with AEW. And it's, it's, Absolutely. It's, it's one of those things that fans tune in for, right? For sure. Right? I mean, like, yeah. there was that big, like, push from New Japan a couple of years ago when they had FTR all over their shows, and they were huge there as well. So it's not just an AEW thing, New Japan as well. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, again, for uh, Tony Khan... You know, I'm not going to be nefarious about this, but Tony Khan, you know, trying to protect his investments here, right? Like, yeah, it, he he's he's got a lot of money tied up in some some people. It would seem that you know may not be drawing great headlines, but he's having to push through right now, it, yeah. uh, just from a corporate standpoint, uh, based off of the, what he's investing and what he's getting back from from some of these people with the bad headlines. So I do wonder if that's one of the reasons that. It, it, things are progressing as is as normal, hoping this all goes away, hoping that there's very minor charges here. Um, and then they can just kind of continue to keep moving. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's worked technically for them over the last couple of months. I mean, it's been what since September, there's really been nothing about it until now. So possibly, I mean, this, the severity of it is certainly there, but there's, there's a good, as good a chance that nothing will come of this. So yeah. Yeah, and I had a lot of people early on when this was playing out saying there's a good chance this is going to get tossed for various reasons, like mm. not enough evidence, yada, yada, yada. And again, these these aren't lawyers that of I was course. talking to. Well, not all of them, but you know, even the lawyers were like, hey, you know, this is kind of how it could or could not play out. Mm. Um, so yeah, again, most people didn't seem to be very convinced. I do wonder, though, you mm. know, if you're if you're a judge um, and you under, and you're you're sitting here. I don't really. Is this is going to trial? So it's a. Ju- I don't think it's a jury trial, is it? Uh, he. So as far as I know, he de- in the original, um, one of the original documents, he asked for a trial by jury. I don't know if they've they've okay. gone with that, but he's asked for one. I didn't see anything in the documents about any like. I, I had a look question. yesterday, and I'm fairly sure there was something about him asking for a jury. I haven't seen anything. Okay. Like that I, okay. I, but I didn't see anything about a jury selection process. That's no, no, no. Okay. So there's no timeline for that. So we don't know if it'll be a jury yep. or or not. Either way, the point being, knowing the severity and heaviness of what's going on, going out and presenting yourself uh, publicly uh, as if as if nothing's going on and, and trying to create a narrative that this is not as uh, bad of a situation as possible, I don't really know how that plays in the eyes of a judge or a jury, you know? Yeah, especially with such a public figure, because you have to take that into consideration, considering, you know, not just in AEW, but, you know, he was in WWE for several years. Right, exactly. So um, we'll get back to the Cash Wheeler uh, news here. As I'm sure there's more to come on that. But let's talk about WWE. I did want to talk about The Rock. So I, I watched the promo segment uh, just this morning to kind of refresh mm. my mind about what was going on with The Rock's big heel promo, uh, winging it WrestleMania XL, as we've been calling <laughs> it here. I like that line. I'm going to use that from now on. That's great. I like... That Roman Reigns, before he brought out The Rock, was like, everything we say is purposeful. Everything we say is leading mm-hmm. to something. And then Dwayne Johnson comes out and says, eh, what we had in mind, we changed it. 
<laughs> did you did you notice the end there's a couple of interesting little uh, maybe hints in there that i don't know if you noticed a couple of people pointed out on social media the one right, right at the end the, the, the very obvious one was when he did the the one finger keep it up an l instead which people maybe suggested it was maybe a hint of him turning on roman the other one which was a bit more obvious there was a line where he said something along the lines of cody rhodes i'm gonna make you walk out of wrestlemania as what you are a loser and interestingly, as he said you, he turned and looked at Roman. So a mm. lot of people have suggested that that's maybe a sign that he could be turning on Roman at WrestleMania and setting up Roman Rock at WrestleMania 41. See, here's the thing about the promo with The Rock. Um, and look, the guy, and, and they go over this in Young Rock, right? He goes out there and he does cheap heat, right? He goes out there just to yeah. insults people to get cheap heat. You know, at a time where I really feel like, you know, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman have talked about how they're trying to make movies and tell these like very like more advanced stories for rock to come out and just kind of South park. It felt a little weird <laughs> to me. And, and it, it felt even odder because I thought I was like, if you were 15 years younger, this would have played different. Very much felt like dad showing up and like, you know, trying to be cool and hip. I, I just, I don't know, man. This this is midlife crisis rock. I don't there, know what this is. There's definitely a tonal difference. I didn't feel like it was that at the kickoff show. At the kickoff show, I felt like he was he was quite serious. But here he kind of, there was a little bit of like a, a weird vibe where Roman felt very serious, whereas he kind of felt sometimes like he was, like, like he was playing a character rather than actually acting, which was a little strange. And, and I don't think that this, and look, I, I didn't hate it, but I thought there was a lot here where I was just like, this is, this is just not what I wanted on the road to WrestleMania, mm. you know, where I'm like, it's not bad, but like, this is a time where Cody is supposed to be shining. This is a right. time where this guy is going to be, I mean, and granted, they're doing big, big numbers right now, right? Oh, and the sure. rocks around it. So, you know, maybe I'm an idiot, you know, but like at a time when I think Roman or Cody Rhodes is supposed to be shining, the, the one to dethrone Roman Reigns and, and, you know, really become your, you know, even bigger monetarily, type figure i thought that the rock being like oh uh it was supposed to be me and him because we're actual stars but this guy this is what you're gonna get now I, it's it's not the building up your opponent in order to yeah. you know uh make everything feel more special kind of the way he's kind of talked about seth kind of the way he makes roman carry his bags just kind of feels like he's talking down to everybody and i don't really dig it personally how would you how would you go out changing it then? Would you put more of the focus on Cody rather than than Rock? Hundred percent. I think the Rock has already overstayed his welcome. And what are we doing? Are we going to are we going to the tag match? I guess we're going to find that out at the chamber. Is that? I would guess so. Uh, I, I I don't see where else they're going to go with us. Is anybody clamoring for this tag match? No, I I'm not. I don't. Well, the thing is, I don't know where else you can go because I don't think you can do Roman Rock as a singles match anymore. I think you put the vote on that. I think you put Rock in the match somehow, right? Rev, yeah. You know the tribal uh, enforcer, right, on the outside making things go down. I mean, you could have the Bloodline and 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 Rock split, you know, before the show and and put him in a more neutral position. I just think they're. I mean, it just feels so forced right they're like doing stuff to do it and the fans aren't really there for it i mean it's just 
just not the story I wanted right now going into WrestleMania. No. It seems so, seems so easy, you know? Granted, they do have like a month and a half to go. So they've certainly, they've got like five or six weeks to go. So they've certainly got room to, you know, divert and revert, move stuff. But it's, it's a strange direction they've gone. What do you want to see him do with, with this? I want him to lean more into the 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 heel stuff. I would like him to go more more into the like, Hollywood Rock kind of stuff and kind of separate him a bit from Roman. I don't want like the Rock being in the bloodline because I feel there's a weird contrast between Roman and Rock. I want him to be like a separate entity, so it's more of the three of them um, feuding with each other rather than Roman and Rock versus Seth and Cody. Well, I think that is what we're getting annoyingly. Dude, it like yeah, all so forced, and especially with the way that like. And uh, look, for better or worse, the bloodline has tried to make very gradual moves, right? Mm. You know, even with Sam, like the Sami Zayn stuff they made last like six months, you know, it was oh, just yeah. like, is he in? Is he in? Is he okay? Maybe he's in. Maybe he's not. okay. He's okay. He's in. He's in. He's riding. He's okay. He's riding. Okay. There's a little tension. Is he out? Is he in? Is he out? He's in. And by the end of it, you've kind of been on this road. This thing is just like straight. Yeah. Right angles up and down, you know. With the Sammy stuff, they got very, very lucky that they hit the iron and when it got hot, and they got very lucky that people were still into it by that point. With this, I don't know if they're going to have that opportunity and that fortune. You know, are they going to do this tag match night too, right? I don't Is think Co so. Do you? Can you have that tag match as the main event of WrestleMania over Cody and Roman? I think that's a disservice to Cody. I Hear me out, okay? Hear me okay. out. Hear me out. All right. First night, both the title matches, right? Okay. Second night, tag match, all the titles on the line, no matter where they're at. You know. But I feel. I, but then I think it's inevitable. You can't have Roman Reigns and The Rock being double world champion. I think there's no. I think from a believability perspective, that's there's just, no way they would do the, that. The way The Rock. I mean, he's on the board of TKO. The way he's positioning the, this thing, where he's like. Title matches are irrelevant. You guys can mm. all whine, bitch, and moan about your title matches all goddamn day. I'm the Rock. I will be in the main. <laughs> of, I will be in the main event of no matter what. I'm the main yeah. event. So, which is basically what his characters become. Yeah. The only other way I could see them maybe doing it is having like Rock and Roman's corner, Seth and Cody's for the singles match. Rock turns on him then and helps Seth keep the bloodline for interfering, which stops the whole usual thing of the interference costing people. But even then, that feels a little cheap. Very weird. Um, all right. Uh, a couple more items we wanted to get to here on the show. Uh, Shotzi has confirmed on Instagram that she's going to be out of action for around nine months following surgery on her ACL. Of course, she got injured last week during the NXT tapings. Uh, she was doing a dive for the outside on Lyra Valkyria. So sending our best to Shotzi. You know, uh, it's 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 unfortunate because Shotzi's so beloved, but there are so many women in line right now that Absolutely. are wait waiting for any opportunity that are so qualified. So it'll be interesting in nine months to see uh, how the landscape has shifted here. You know, when Shotzi comes for sure. Back. I'm quite surprised that they aired it on NXT because they did broadcast the match on on NXT and it showed her injury. And they did yeah. they were very good in the the angle of how they they got around it. They got Lash Legends come out to the open challenge and their match was pretty good. So they got around it very very well. But it's just it's unfortunate. But the thing is, the women's division with WWE has probably been the strongest it's been in years. So the opportunity is certainly there. As long as Shotzi was was fine with it and everybody felt like it was done 
tastefully. I, I don't mind it. I mean, especially considering the fact it was a taped episode, it is so hard to get people to watch taped content and have it feel yep. live. And so when you have something like that, where you could be like, whoa, I know this is taped, but how did they handle it? Um, yep. Those are those those can be kind of little silver linings for you if you do them, handle them the right way. So Yeah, for sure. Um, we also uh, wanted to point out that Ashley Massaro's daughter has distanced herself from the woman that appeared on News Nation last week, uh, promoting herself as uh, a friend of Ashley's. Uh, her daughter is saying that this woman has actually been very terrible to her and the family, uh, misrepresenting who she was. You can go find her comments mm -hmm. over on, on social media. We just wanted to point that out as we talked about it last week on the show. And I would also like to say that I was giving News Nation quite a bit of props. I had even put a standing offer out for their producer to maybe come work for us, but <laughs> this I'm Didn't hear anything back. We are no. rescind, we after this. <laughs> I, I knew I should News Nation. How am I giving these people so much credit? You know why did we trust them? Why did we even trust them? I don't know. But it's, it, what's unfortunate about this is it makes a circus, right? It makes yeah. a circus this situation. I do want to call attention to it since this is Ashley's daughter. But like now we're talking about the, the credibility of this woman. What did she say? Who is she? And it's just like uh, your focus goes over to a place where, where it's not supposed to be right now. It needs to stay on what is really actually being alleged and going on in this moment. Right. Unfortunately, it's just some. I think it is an inevitability that people are going to try and jump on this because it is going to be a huge story. I think that's going to develop throughout this year. So it's something that needs to be sifted through. But the focus does need to be put back on on the core, which is the allegations. All right, before we get to our clubhouse keeping and Julius Creed, we're going to talk about Billy and the CW. I can't. I we're can't, getting there. Finally. I can't. It's believe happening. It. Man, all the news really did kind of break this morning <laughs> or the last like 18 hours. Yep. Like, I could have just. Yep, I, I really did. I got to stop working. This is great. <laughs> um, but uh, so they put out a press release this morning, basically reconfirming that there is this relationship between the cw and the nwa uh pushing people to go to the app to find nwa power i guess there, there might be some other shoulder content to, that they're putting on the cw app but mm. uh they also made the this this uh note in the press release saying additionally a brand new unscripted untitled series about corgan's life family role as president of nwa and his quote-unquote day job will also debut on the cw later this year it's co-produced by corgan's own production company lightning one incorporated and Nacelle Company, it offers an unprecedented vignette into every dimension of his world with unparalleled candor. Now, I wanted to read that word for word because the the focus here is on Billy. Yeah, it is not. It is. It is not a let's let's all go behind the curtain of the NWA. They really want this show to be about like a Billy Corgan reality yeah. show, right? You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, like, the, the thing is, if they wanted a wrestling show, they have NXT. Right. Power is just, you know, the, the, the thing attached to this that so Corgan would do the deal. You know, ultimately, if you, like, if you offer this to a general person of the public, are you going to, you know, are they going to want to watch Billy Corgan's wedding? Or are they going to watch NWA? As Correct. much as NWA is good, Billy Corgan's wedding is what most people are going to pick. Now, it says later this year. I didn't read it, but it said later this year this is going to come out. And I, I'm interested in that and i'm gonna have to go back and talk to people and do my job mm. but like i'm interested in that because uh i thought it would be q1 2024 is when the reality show gotcha. would be dropping on tv 
And I'm also under the impression that the final product has already been submitted to the CW. Now, right. what I was, again, as I've reported over and over again, CW is mostly interested in this wedding footage. The Billy Corgan wedding episode is something they can hang their hat on. Um, in the, they wanted something more akin to what we just described here, which is a show about Billy Corgan. I've been told that the product that was delivered to them was far more NWA heavy than I think right. they were than I think they were anticipating. So I'm mm. what what I'm wondering is is it what is there a little more back to the drawing board? And is are we gonna see more Smashing Pumpkin stuff? Are we gonna see more uh, Billy's Tea House kind of stuff? That kind of non-NWA stuff. Because if we get an 80% NWA heavy product when they put it on TV. We'll see, but I, that as it stands, I think that's. What, I, I don't know. I'm. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. You know. I mean, yeah. I was going to ask you because it, it seems like they have filmed most of the stuff already, so it's it's odd that it's been delayed for so long. But that, at the same time, yeah. Oh, so you go. No, no, but you're right. Yeah, it is. It's like, I think it's done. I don't know why they're waiting so long. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, we've seen success of like wrestling focused reality shows. You know, Total Divas, Total Bellas, and all that. So. In theory, maybe it could work in that regard with more NWA focus, but I don't think they're going in that sort of direction for it. But that AEW whatever backstage pass show, mm. I, what a that I ugh, I never even watched. Roads it Roads to the Top. No, I didn't even watch it either. I, I don't even know if it was available over here. Total Bellas and Total Divas worked because it's kind of in that Real Housewives vein of you're going to watch some people get drunk, have fights, and throw wine at each other, right? Yeah. If it's about watching Billy sit down with Mike Bucci and lay out how a heel turn is going to go over three weeks, <laughs> I just, I just don't know. I just, don't I don't know. know. I, I would be interested in that. I just don't think the general population would be. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Billy's got some, Billy. Uh, he faxed some ideas, and uh, so. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I guess we're doing cocaine tonight. <laughs> I I would pay a lot of money to see how that was pitched to people because my god, <laughs> I don't know if anybody I don't know if anybody noticed this and maybe as a kind of thumb uh, thumb of the thumbing their nose at me and others, but they put up a Valentine's Day card on their Twitter that oh, said no. it was you go check it's a real thing. It's Father James Mitchell in like a mm -hmm. Valentine's Day kind of framing. And then it says, I'll blow you away. And no, it's like, they didn't. That's a real thing. Oh, my God. I would bring it up onto this, but they will likely flag us and try to have us removed. But, um, yes, that is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess if the, it's an instant that's happened and they got to lean into it, sure. But, oh, wow, that's brazen. <laughs> <laughs> and look, if, if you can do cocaine responsibly and not create problems, I'm not against that. Sure. I, whatever. But like bad decision making begets bad, bad mm. results. And uh, <laughs> yikes. So Chris, so Chris Santo in our chat room, he's hashtag Billy in the CW. Chris, you got it. You got your Billy in the CW here today. All right. Before we, throw to, before we throw to Julius Creed, I want to thank Matthew England, our gold member. Uh, he joined me Monday night after Raw to talk about raw uh it was great we did about a half hour Excellent. or so it was really i i had a great time with matthew i had such oh, a good time was he was he in england as we as we thought or no turns out he's from uh tennessee i believe oh okay uh, right interesting or alabama i think it's tennessee i gotta get that right gotcha south and so <laughs> <laughs> south but uh no, he, uh he was 
He was great. Uh, very, very, very fun and funny. So we're going to mm. actually run this back. So we are in the throes of the road to WrestleMania. Um, this Monday night after Raw, Matthew and I will be back. We're going to keep that Clubhouse exclusive. So no podcast feeds, no YouTube. If you want to watch me and Matthew talk about Raw, come join us Monday night after Raw. And on Monday during the day, you can come check Innis and I out here in the Clubhouse because we're going to do a special Monday recording of the House of Wrestling podcast. Uh, no Friday episode, scheduling issues, so you'll get us Monday and Wednesday next week. Um, this Friday's episode will be more of an Elimination Chamber preview and predictions. Monday's episode will likely be kind of a review-type show with some other news mixed into that. Um, and I will be rolling out more interviews from the Rumble next week. Again, I'm having a... Excellent. Taking some mental health time for myself this week, and uh, I'm doing this show and then the show on Friday, but that, that'll be about it until Monday. So, uh, Ennis... What do you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap it up today? Just my usual social media, at Ennis underscore McVeigh. You can go check it out for occasional wrestling tweets, but mostly video game stuff. Wonderful. All right, everybody. I'm at Nick underscore Hausman. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And to wrap up our Wednesday episode, here he is, Julius Creed. Stole the glasses too. Yeah, that, they gave me the glasses for the record. I didn't steal them. Oh, okay, cool. I stole three pairs. Oh, okay. Hey, you do you. They gave them to me though. That's like a thing I do at street festivals. They take one of every color. You probably got quite the collection then. I match them with my clothes. That's stylish. I respect that. My <laughs> shoes don't match my clothes, but I like it that way. I like a little bit of contrast instead. For those that can't see right now, Julius is wearing bright blue shoes. I don't... You could get it up. You're pro wrestler. There you go. I'm not the most flexible, but I gave it a shot for you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nick Hausman here, House of Wrestling, live at the Royal Rumble. We just kind of rolled all into it there. Uh, I am joined, of course, right now by Julius Creed. Julius, man, you are a breakout star right now. Uh, I know that you and your brother are already making waves on the main roster, but a lot of people, kind of like Montez Ford, see you as somebody down the road that could be a huge singles breakout star in the WWE. How do you feel when you hear things like that? I think, you know, singles competition is super interesting. We competed in amateur wrestling from the time that we were three years old until we were 25. So for 22 years, we got the opportunity to be out there and be the focal point and have our brother cheering for us or coaching for us out of the corner. So it's been a really, really fun uh, opportunity and experience to get to share yeah. the competition circle with them and, and to get to work with them. Uh, I look at my brother as, as one of the very best guys, not only on Raw, not only when we were in NXT, but in the entire business as a whole. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot of success when that time comes. I think I'm going to have a lot of success when that time comes. Uh, but for now, we're really enjoying getting to share that experience together. And then when we've accomplished everything there is to accomplish, uh, maybe we'll, we'll explore that uh, as an individual round. But right now, there's a lot more in tag team uh, action to accomplish. I was about to say, man, I know I'm putting the cart before the horse. You guys literally just showed up on the main roster. You're already going for the WWE tag team titles. First of all, how does it feel to be pushed into a slot like that where you're already in the tag team main event picture? Yeah, I think we've earned it. We've earned it through a lifetime of work. Um, you know, we didn't necessarily come up on the indies like a lot of people. Uh, but like I said, from the time we were six weeks old, we were sleeping on a wrestling mat. Every single decision in our lives have been made to be the best version of ourselves. You know, college wrestling is no joke, and we went through that grind. I went through the international grind, the Olympic grind, the world-level grind, and uh, all those things coming together in culmination has kind of prepared us for this moment. And, you know, 
he's gotten his moment where he got to run and jump in his coach's arms and they're crying and they're happy. I've had my moments in my lifetime, but we've never got to share that moment together. So that'll be a real, real fun thing to share when that moment comes and, and we're looking forward to that. You know, you talk about your amateur background. You know, you guys got a chance to go through NXT, really learn that WWE style down there. What was the most difficult part for you of learning how to be a pro wrestler as opposed to being an amateur wrestler? Um, man, that's a good question. I think in college wrestling, uh, there's right and wrong. And there is things that score points and things that don't score points. And in the professional wrestling world, there isn't necessarily right and wrong. There's right and more right. There's right and less right. But there's no right and wrong for the most part. So it's, it's trusting your gut instinct when you have a feel for something, being willing to try, being willing to fail, uh, and being willing to try to make something work is probably the biggest difference. It's, it's just a different world. It, it truly is. Uh, you had a coach tell you, hey, that's not going to work or that is going to work. Where then in NXT, it was like, that might work. Give it a shot. And you got to be willing to say, yeah, I do think this is going to work or I don't think this is going to work or this is going to work. And then you go out there and you try it and no, that's not going to work. And that's probably the, the biggest difference. And uh, it's a fun challenge, though. It's a really fun challenge. So talk to me a little bit about the move to the main roster. You know, did you see it coming? Did you think that after you got called up to do uh, to work on Raw that you'd be staying on Raw? Like, how has this transition been for you? Uh, man, when we started, when I first talked to my brother about coming down here, I had signed my contract. I tried out a while ago, and I said, give me three years. Give me three years, and I will get us to the main roster. I didn't realize how much he was going to have to do his part. I literally thought I could throw him on my back and carry him up here. But he, he grew as a performer. He's grown as a person. I'm so proud of the person he is today. And he's definitely carried his weight and then some to get us up there. Um, you know, naively, we thought we were ready right out of the jump. We thought it was going to happen. You know, you always have these, these dreams of grandeur where, man, we've been, we've been brothers for 20-something years. We're going to be great at this. We're going to win the tag titles within a week. We're going to be the face of this. We're going to take over the world. And then when it doesn't come, Right away, you start questioning yourself. Then you got to reinvent yourself. You got to grow. You got to get better. And that cycle started repeating. Uh, and finally, I just talked to Shawn Michaels. I'm like, man, what do we got to do? He said, just keep focused on yourself. Focused on you guys as as performers, as individuals, as talent, and continue to shore up all the holes in your game. And then when that moment comes, you'll be able to seize that moment. And you know, Chad Gable threw out the the open challenge for Alpha Academy, and that was a that was the window we needed. We climbed through that window, and uh, we took over the house. So. It was not expected, but it was much needed and much appreciated. Well, all right, last question here. You know, you talk about Alpha Academy. You got Street Profits out there. You got you guys. You, I think it's like 16 credible tag teams right now in the WWE Tag Team Division. Pretty flush, but only one set of tag team titles. Now, would you like to see the Raw and SmackDown titles split, or do you like the idea of having unified WWE Tag Team titles? Uh, I don't think it matters. As long as we've got them, it doesn't matter. So I guess the answer is the Creed brothers want them. Other than that, it doesn't matter who's got them. It doesn't matter if they're together, if they're separate. Creed brothers want them. Awesome. Julius, thank you so much.